We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. What would the Thanksgiving holiday be like without acknowledging Black Friday, one of, if not the, biggest shopping day of the year? The big box players usually do well, but what about the little guy, especially the minority-owned businesses? Well, our news department has been looking into that, and joining me in studio are Holly Edgel, our Sharing America editor. Ashley Listenby is race, uh, is uh, our identity and cultural reporter. Thank you both for being with us. Happy Happy Thanksgiving to you as we approach the big day. But it's the day after the big day that we're going to be talking about today. And Holly, let's start with you. People, I think, tend to forget that there are other options out there other than Amazon and Walmart and some of the other big box stores. That's true. Um, As Ashley was working on her story about something she'll talk about called Black-Owned Black Friday, um, I also wondered what else is out there that might be an interesting way to broaden your horizons for your shopping list, but also support businesses that may go under the radar. And so we came up with a list, and you can find it on our website. And there's uh, something this Saturday um, called Sábado de los Negocios Pequeños, which is Small Business Saturday. That's not new, but what is new is that for the first time, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce of St. Louis is teaming up with Square, which is the um, credit card reader company, as well as the Mosaic Project here in St. Louis to highlight uh, Hispanic-owned businesses along Cherokee Street. So that's going to be deals, specials, food, festivities, lots of fun um, on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So that's really cool. The, the people who uh, are, have these small businesses, and particularly minority-owned businesses, really must feel an awful lot of pressure on, uh, on, this, uh, on this particular day because of the intense competition. I would think so. And, and I got some data from the Hispanic Chamber that says, though, that um, St. Louis has Hispanic businesses that represent up to $200 million in sales annually. And that, to me, shows some signs of, of um, stability in a business community. So it's an even better time to support those businesses, Think places that you may not have heard of or been to before, but are really, I'm hoping to put their best foot forward on Saturday. Um, so if you do Black Friday, then also do Small Business Saturday and support those businesses on Cherokee Street. Yeah, they're really important. There's no question about it. I mean, as you indicate, they generate an awful lot of money. They have jobs and all the rest of it and very dependent on people uh, 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 going to their particular places. Ashley, let's turn to you. And and, uh, Cherokee Street keeps coming back like a song, as they say, because so much action going on down there. What have you found in your reporting? Yeah, Cherokee Street is a hub for artists and creators. And so Black Friday uh, will also feature Black-owned Black Friday on Cherokee Street at the Luminary. Um, And Mm -hmm. that is uh, an event, a market to to showcase uh, Black creators. So folks who make jewelry, uh, clothing, those who sell skincare products and vintage items. Um, And so it's a way to focus on another uh, group of people of color who are small business owners in St. Louis. These are pop-up operations, is that it? Yeah, it's a pop-up operation, but it's uh, founded by two women who uh, are local artists. One owns uh, a store on 
Cherokee Street called Mesa Home, and another is a knitwear uh, creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are the brain, uh, the brains behind this uh, this venture. This has been going on for a couple of years now. Yeah, this is its third year, but they are going to feature some new uh, creators this year. Mm, such as, do you have? A, yeah. A sense? Uh, so I talked to a woman named Lacrosia Wilderness. She owns a natural skincare line, and uh, she is a first timer at this market. Really? Yeah. What did uh, she have to say about how things go? Yeah, she was really excited. She's been working on this business for about four years, and so she did a workshop in Dogtown um, where we met and we talked about why she was interested in participating. And a lot of it had to do with uh, the energy behind supporting people who contribute to the community and the local economy and not focusing so much on these big box stores. Well, let's hear what she had to say. So you're going to be a part of the Black-Owned Black Friday for the first time. Why is it important to you to be a part of this kind of market? Everything is so like big business based, like the Walmarts, the Targets, the Sam's Club or wherever else people go to shop. I think that it's important that us as black owned businesses have a place that we can sell our products to because we are the ones who are trying to build community. Trying to build community. Trying and, to build community. And, and, and does that seem to be working? That seems to be working. Um, the, the creators of this Black-owned Black Friday market were surprised the very first year of how much foot traffic they were able to generate. Um, again, Cherokee Street is a hub. And lots of people go there on a regular basis, but I think this was another way to focus on this area and this community in South City. Does she know that Annie Malone became a millionaire by selling skincare products and hair products <laughs> she a may couple very of generations well know that. again? Yeah, she very well may know that. Um, and, and I think it's interesting also that there's uh, there's less than 1% of venture capital funding for black-owned businesses. Less than 1%. Less than 1% for black women. Um, and so there are all of these uh, around the country, there's this um, energy around investing in black-owned uh, businesses specifically. Where do these pop-up operations go when it's not Black Friday? Oh, there. I mean, there are lots of charity events going on, especially during the holiday season. Um, uh, this woman, Lacrosia Wilderness, is a part of other pop-ups across the city. Um, so they're not just on Black Friday. They happen in other places, and you can go to meetup groups and figure out more. But um, or be attached to some of these email chains um, to to learn where some of these makers go. Right, but they're in, they're in operation all year long, just at different places. They are. And they travel outside of St. Louis as well, um, which I think is also an important part of of keeping their keeping their business alive. And La Crosse is actually also going to be at a, a, an event, not this weekend, but next weekend. It's an event at the Wild Carrot event space in Shaw. It's another pop-up run by the St. Louis Women's Pop-Up. It's a collective of women makers, creators, artists, and they're going to have um, a pop-up there as a holiday event on the 2nd of December. And La Crosse is it's another example of you know working with women of all backgrounds to support their businesses. Is this really viable, do you think? I mean, is it proving to be a a viable way to do business? I think it is because I do think that there is an appetite from consumers to to find those unique and special items and to uh, and especially mm-hmm. I do I do think living in St. Louis I've noticed people do want to support um, local 
small t- small businesses. I don't have any figures on it, yeah. but I would imagine that since the, the, these things keep happening, we keep seeing the pop-up trend continue, there must be some uh, merit to it in terms of profits. Who are their customers? I think their customers are people from the neighborhoods. I think they're people who are thoughtful consumers, people who seek them out, people who um, spend time going online and saying, you know, where can I find something unique? Um, uh, and again, there's Facebook groups and there's all kinds of ways that people share this information. Word of mouth via social media is a big one as well. So I think that, um, and there is some advertising, but a lot of it is, is really grassroots. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Mar- Ashley has mentioned it. The marketing is certainly made a little bit easier by today's uh, technology, isn't it? It is. Um, and I think there's also a lot of support within artist communities. Mm-hmm. They go out to each other's events and, and support other creators. And I think a big there's a big push within that community. Where do they do their creating? Oh, um, <laughs> that's a great question. I didn't I think to even ask some folks that question. Um, but there are co-working spaces throughout St. Louis um, where I know just personally where people go to work. And, and maker, specifically maker spaces. So there's facilities for people who are making and creating, not just working on a laptop, but actually forging things. You know, I think it's also some home-based um, businesses for some people. I was going to say that was kind of what I thought yeah. the answer was going to be, that a lot of it was done in the home. But very quickly, what are, what are the maker spaces? I'm not sure everybody is aware of that. I can't remember one off the top of my head. I know there's a, a very well, well-known one here in the city of St. Louis that is uh, is operational, but I'm not sure quite off the top of my head what it's called. I mean, there are big ones too, like mm-hmm. Cortex, right? It's a yeah. big co-working space where writers can go. There's one right on, on Cherokee Street, off of Cherokee Street, where um, it's another co-working space. So well, Vendors like this, are, as we pointed out, are very, very important to the community and uh, to the economy and for a lot of reasons. Yes, that's yeah. true. I want to thank you, Ashley Listenby, for being with us. Thank you for thank you. joining us, and happy Thanksgiving to you in Chicago. Yeah. Holly Edgel, <laughs> thank you for being with us. You're going to be in town? I will be. All right. Well, have a great day. Thank, thank you both thanks, for Tom. being with us. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.